Are you trying to squeeze the starting solid food stuff into your already busy schedule? Well, I have an all-in-one done-for-you solution that's going to take the guesswork out of feeding your baby. My online program is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro. It contains all of my baby led weaning training videos, the original 100 First Foods content library, plus a 100-day meal plan with recipes like the exact sequence of which foods to feed in which order. So if you want to stop trying to piece all this feeding stuff together on your own, I would be honored if you would join me inside of the program. You can get signed up at babyledweaning.co slash program. Checking in about food allergies and introducing allergenic foods. And have you done peanut with your baby yet? Well, intact nuts and thick globs of nut butters like peanut butter are choking hazards for babies, but we want to get that peanut protein into your baby early and often in order to help lower the risk of peanut allergy down the road. My absolute favorite way to introduce peanuts for babies is using the Puffworks Baby Peanut Puffs. So When you hear puffs, like you're probably like, oh, those starchy little puff things. Like, no, no, no. Not the little ones that earlier eaters can't pick up. Those kind of crappy puffs from the store that have added sugar and refined grains and lots of salt. Uh uh. The Puffworks baby peanut puffs have no added sugar. They have just a smidge of sodium for preservatives, and they are the perfect size for baby led weaning. They're about the size of your adult pinky finger. So, you can, baby can pick them up, self-feed them, but they're so soft that they dissolve in your baby's mouth so you can introduce these peanut puffs even before your baby has teeth. Puffworks also makes a baby almond puff for the safe introduction of a separate allergenic food category. That's tree nuts. And now, finally, Puffworks put out a combo case. So it's half baby peanut and half baby almond. So if you want to grab one case, then you can knock out two new allergenic foods. We do these on different days, though. These are just the no-stress, low-mess way to get peanut and tree nut out of the way. So you can get 15% off everything at puffworks.com when you use the affiliate discount code BLWPOD. That's a new code. It's BLWPOD. Use that sucker at checkout at puffworks.com and get peanut and tree nut safely out of the way. And for that mom who wanted to introduce shellfish to her baby, one of the potentially allergenic food categories at six months of age, yes, that's totally safe to do. However, we don't just give a piece of cooked shrimp to a six-month-old, okay? That is a massive choking hazard for an early eater. They do not have the skill set to safely chew and swallow that. But you can modify shellfish, and there are recipes you can make so that a six-month-old baby certainly can eat shellfish and feed it to themselves using baby lead weaning, even from their first bites. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby lead weaning. Here on the Baby Lead Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby lead weaning. One of the moms on the weekly live office hours inside of my program this week asked about the order of allergenic foods. She wanted to do shellfish early and often. She said, I don't like shellfish and I just want to get it out of the way, but does the order of the allergenic foods that I introduce matter? And I realized I've never covered this topic on the podcast, but the short answer is no. There is no data that says, without a doubt, you need to introduce this allergenic food in this order before that one. And I encounter parents quite often who are finding information on social media or different accounts, and they'll say like, oh my gosh, they have all this very prescriptive approach to starting solid foods, and I have to do it this way, and I have to. That is not true. Again, there is no science or research that supports introducing allergenic foods 
in a particular order. Now, having said that, inside of my program, I do have a standard order in which we introduce allergenic foods. And I want to explain why, but I always want to teach parents the underlying principle, which is you don't have to follow this. For the parents are like, just tell me what food to feed on what day. All right, I've got it all laid out for you. We have a hundred first foods daily meal plan. We do one new allergenic food every Friday. We do five foods a week and the allergenic food always comes on Friday and we start on week one of baby led weaning. So nine weeks into starting solid foods, your baby has eaten all nine of the allergenic foods. Do you have to do them in the exact order that's in the program? No, absolutely not. Because again, the order of allergenic foods does not matter. The caveat there is that the timing of the introduction of allergenic foods, there are some nuances here. And we'll start with the fact that we want to introduce these allergenic foods early and often. And if you look at the big nine allergenic foods, those are the nine foods that account for about 90% of food allergy in North America. We have fairly good data and It's stronger for some of the allergenic foods than for others that early introduction of these foods helps prevent the food allergy down the road. And to say that another way, there is absolutely no benefit to withholding the introduction of allergenic foods. Like we used to think that, right? 20 years ago when I was going through dietitian school, the general thinking and scientific practice was teach parents to withhold allergenic foods until after age one or two or three, depending upon the food. We now know because of research that that's not true. The opposite is true early introduction of these allergenic foods is what we want. So we want you to get them in early and often. And scientists think that the protective window for introducing allergenic foods, that that closes at around the 11 month mark. And so if you're kind of gauging, oh, where's my baby at? And have we done all the allergenic foods? You want to get them in prior to 11 months of age, okay? If you wanna learn more about that, Go back to episode 227. Dr. David Stukas, our country's leading pediatric allergist, was on the podcast talking about when does the food allergy prevention window close, and he was kind of diving into some of that research. But the point is you want to get them in early, and you want to get them in often. So yes, the timing matters from that standpoint, but what order you go in, that really doesn't matter. Now, in my program, of the big nine allergenic foods, the three that we introduce first are peanuts, egg, and milk. The rationale being there that we have the strongest data for peanut, that early introduction helps. So if you're like, which one should I do first? Just do peanut first, okay? And there is a very small subset of the population who may potentially even benefit from introduction of peanut even prior to six months of age. So if your baby is considered to be at high risk for peanut allergy, that means they have a severe eczema and or they already have an egg allergy. So if your baby has one or both of those conditions, severe eczema and or already established egg allergy, your baby is at high risk for peanut allergy, and the guidelines there are introduction somewhere between four and six months of age. Now, this is where it gets a little gray because there's no data that shows that introduction at four months of age is any safer for those babies than waiting until six months of age. And of course, at six months of age is closer to when your baby can sit on their own, meaning that they're demonstrating the core strength and the head and neck control to facilitate a safe swallow. So they'd be safe to swallow anything except infant milk, including some safely prepared peanut foods closer to the six month mark. For the rest of the babies that are not in the high-risk category, we want to introduce peanut products around the six-month mark, which is when babies are safe to start eating foods. So you might as well start with peanut. It's the one that I think we do, or I know, we have the strongest data for. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 
If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit betterhelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. When it comes to milk and egg, if we lump peanuts, milk, and egg together, those are the three most common pediatric food allergies. So they're the ones that tend to be the most prolific in Western food culture. So I say just get them out of the way so you know, right? If your baby has been drinking formula or has had formula, then you already know that they're not allergic to cow's milk protein because the base of commercial infant formula is cow's milk protein. However, for our exclusively breastfed babies, you definitely want to get that cow's milk protein in early and often. And so that's the one that I'll do usually after peanut. I kind of flip-flop egg or milk. Again, it really doesn't matter. But for egg, that is also so prolific in our food supply. And it's so easy to make egg safe for baby lead weaning that I think it's a very good one to start with or do early on as well. So we'll do peanut, milk, and egg, or peanut, egg, and milk. But in the first three weeks, you've knocked out one-third of the allergenic foods. And then the rest of them, the organ, the order that you go in, it really does not matter. But what a lot of families do is they give up after peanut, milk, and egg. Like, oh, they're not allergic to those ones, but you gotta go do the other six allergenic foods, right? You gotta do tree nuts and wheat and soy and fish and shellfish. And some families are like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that all of those were potentially allergenic foods. So if you can stay on a schedule where you introduce one allergenic food every week, within the first nine weeks of starting solid foods, you, you know, gosh, my baby's eaten all of these and the vast majority of the babies will not be allergic and will not be showing any signs or symptoms of food allergy, and then you can move on with peace of mind. Now, if you don't offer the food, you don't know if the baby has the allergy, right? The only way to know if your baby is allergic to a food is to feed them that food. And I know parents get so scared, like, oh my gosh, Katie, like you're telling me to introduce a food to my baby that could potentially cause an allergic reaction? I want you to know that while food allergies are certainly very serious, that death from anaphylaxis in infancy from foods is almost all but unheard of. The older your child gets, the more severe the anaphylactic reaction will be if and when they encounter that food to which their body is allergic. But in infancy, if your baby has an allergic reaction, you learn what the signs of allergic reaction are, you learn how to react to them, and if your baby moves on to diagnosis of food allergy, then you do not offer that food, plain and simple. But again, you don't know if your baby's allergic to food unless you offer them that food. And we recommend doing them, as I mentioned, early and often certainly getting them done before 11 months of age. And we, it's just not like a one and done thing. Like you don't just get to feed your baby shrimp once and be like, oh, cool, they're not allergic to the food. Because if your baby is going to have an allergic reaction, it will almost certainly occur on the second or subsequent exposure. Now, there's lots of different ways that children can be environmentally exposed to different allergens. Oftentimes it will be through food. We have a lot of environmental exposures as well. So we want 
repeat exposures to these foods. That's why we continue to introduce new foods day by day by day. And we do all the new allergenic foods, but we also reintroduce those foods so that they become familiar foods. So don't just do it once. You got to do it early and often. In our program, we do the allergenic food twice on Friday, twice on Saturday, and twice on Sunday. No other new foods across the weekend, but you do continue to expose the baby to the familiar foods across the weekend. But we just don't do two new allergenic foods at the same time, right? Because if your baby was going to have a reaction to a food and you did two new allergenic foods at the same time, how would you know which one they're allergic to? One other thing regarding the timing of allergenic foods, again, the order doesn't matter, but when it comes to timing, if your baby is going to have an allergic reaction to food, the vast majority of allergic reactions will occur within minutes and up to no more than two hours following ingestion. Okay, so you do need to observe your baby for about two hours following the ingestion of the potentially allergenic food. Okay, it's not like your baby eats egg and then three days later is like a weird diaper or vomiting. You're like, oh my gosh, they're totally allergic to egg. The vast majority of reactions will occur within minutes and up to no more than two hours. So for families that eat later in the day, I recommend not trying the allergenic food late, late in the day if you're going to go to bed and the baby's going to go to bed and no one's observing for that two-hour window. But other than that, the timing really doesn't matter. If you are interested in following the particular sequence of foods in order to get all nine of the allergenic foods in early and often, my program, Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro, has a 100 First Foods content library with lots of information on how to safely prepare each of these allergenic foods for the different ages and stages, right? Because we don't, like the mom that wanted to start shrimp with six months of age, we don't give a six-month-old a piece of plain shrimp, okay? That is a huge choking hazard and they don't have the skill set to safely chew and swallow that. But there are certainly ways that we can modify and recipes that you can use to make shrimp safe for your baby and other shellfish as early as six months of age. They're all inside of the program, which you can check out at babyledweaning.co slash program. I'll link it up in the show notes as well, which you can find at blwpodcast.com forward slash 401. Oh my gosh, we're past 400 episodes. All of the episodes are on our website at blwpodcast.com. A special thank you to our sponsors at Airwave Media. If you guys like podcasts that feature food and science and using your brain, check out some of the offerings from Airwave Media. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time. 